Welcome to the Autism Action Update. I'm your host, Assemblyman Angelo Santa Barbara. I'm the chair of the New York State Assembly's Subcommittee on Autism Spectrum Disorders. Uh, on this podcast, we have talked about a number of things. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the New York ABLE program. Uh, it's uh, an amazing plan that helps people with disabilities save for disability-related expenses. And we're going to be talking about that with the director of the savings program, Ann Del Plato. And welcome to the show. Thank you. It's uh, good to be here. Thank you for, for being here. I, um, uh, we talked about the uh, New York ABLE program uh, quite a bit, actually, here in my district because we had an event uh, not too long we ago, did. last year. Last year. And mm-hmm. actually, we had it on May 29th, which was just past this year, uh, National 529's Savings Day, uh, Savings Plan Day. Uh, so that's a day when we talk about things like this. And the New York ABLE program, actually, the, so that's an acronym. Uh, so, So what, I guess why don't we talk about the full name, which sure. is... Which is uh, New York's Achieving a Better Life Experience. And this is intended, this program is intended uh, for people with disabilities specifically. Uh, and it's, it's so that people can actually save, uh, earn a paycheck, save some money, uh, and not have it counted against them uh, towards other things that they, uh, they are uh, entitled to. Um, so uh, you're the director. You're here from the comptroller's office. We appreciate that. And the comptroller's been uh, just wonderful with having events in the district. We had an event here where we talked about the ABLE program, and it was still fairly fairly new. And it's, this is not something new. This is actually something that's been around for a little while now. It's been around for a, a little over a year and a half, uh, and, and the program has certainly provided some great opportunities for people with disabilities to have more financial independence. And that's that's really the heart of the ABLE program is it allows people to save money in their own names if they have disabilities and, and to not have those funds count against them uh, when they receive benefit programs like SSI and SSDI, Medicaid, HUD that are their lifeblood. You know, they, they help them live and they really count on those kind of benefits. Prior to programs uh, like ABLE and prior to this specific ABLE program, they can only have $2,000 in their own name but ABLE is not counted as a resource for those programs. So they can put money away for their future, whether they're working or whether they're not. And, and I've heard, you know, this, this has been a topic of conversation. People generally were uh, afraid to go out and say, all right, I'm going to take a job and I'm going to earn some money because uh, they were afraid of losing uh, some important benefits that are quality of life. That's been a fear, right? That has been a fear, and it's something that we... Uh, are so passionate about getting the word out about, and we appreciate your work in helping us do that. Because this is a real game changer, not just for people with disabilities, but for their families who want to put money aside for them. And, uh, you know, I mentioned future security, but ABLE is set up so that people can put money aside for their futures, but they can put money aside that they can take out for disability expenses as they occur. So there's both components of it for expenses that occur now and for those that uh, they want to save for in the future. And what's nice, uh, the Comptroller's Office and your your uh, uh, your involvement in this, people have questions they can always call, they, they can always can. ask. Uh, and I'm sure people, ha- people have had a lot of questions about the program itself. Uh, one of them, of course, being, hey, how do I sign up for this? How do I get involved with this? Do I even qualify for it? Uh, because I, you know, m- myself, me, I have a son who's 17. Uh, yeah. He's a, a, a lives with autism. Uh, but there may, may be a number of other disabilities where people may be asking the question, do I qualify for this? Or can my son or my daughter or my loved one go and take a job? And how would that work? Uh, so let's just uh, put some of that information out there. How sure. would people begin the process? Well, as far as you know, your first question about who's eligible, that's a question that we get pretty frequently. So eligibility for the New York ABLE 
program uh, is that an, a person must be a resident of New York State and have a disability that was present before age 26. If they qualify for SSI or Social Security Disability because of that disability, uh, then they automatically qualify, or if they're legally blind. But if not, then if they have a, a statement from a physician uh, basically documenting a, a medically determinable physical or mental impairment that's marked and severe and has lasted at least a year uh, or more permanent than that, uh, if they get that statement from a physician and keep it themselves, then they can be eligible as well. Um, and we also have a list on our website of, of uh, compassionate allowance conditions that Social Security um, puts together. But I think most of our uh, participants so far either have SSI or SSDI or they get that written diagnosis from a physician. So that's the basic eligibility criteria. And uh, you know, to process this, to get in the program, it doesn't take that long. No, it's actually, you know, the feedback that we receive is that it is pretty easy, and that's what we've intended to do. We want the process to be easy to apply for ABLE, and once people contribute funds, to make it easy to be able to access those funds as they need them, uh, and to contribute funds as they as they choose to as well. So to <coughs> to apply, it's most people. It's all centered through mynewyorkable.com. So it's M Y nyable.org, not com. And of course, the comptroller's website as well can. And they can go through the yeah. comptroller's <clears throat> website as well. Um, but New York, nyable.org is our primary website, and there is the application information, the contribution, the withdrawal. And the application process involves having personal information like your name, Social Security, which you would expect, you know, the phone number, permanent address. And then uh, people enter their qualifying disability and um, some information about how they choose to, to uh, invest their funds. You know what, we have a checking account option, we have a debit card option, so people can use that short-term option, or they can choose some of those longer-term options, and then basically they uh, contribute as little as $25 to get started. And uh, this is, you know, and when you open up a bank account, same information you would need to open right. up a regular bank account anyways. For this one, because it's disability-oriented, yeah. the only addition would be... Right. Uh, that that qualifying disability and the certification that that is the uh, that that information is true and accurate. But then the selection, of course, of those options uh, depending on people's own financial goals. So we had, uh, as I as I said, we had this that great event last year, and I had I had some questions come in that I think uh, are worth talking about on the show. Uh, you know, you say it's a game changer, and I think it is yeah. because uh, you know we have Puzzles Bakery right down the road here. Uh, with we Sarah May Pratt that, that, that runs, uh, and I think, the, yeah, the Comptroller did tour, yeah. did tour the bakery, and uh, as you know, the staff is, uh, uh, you know, she employs, that's the model, people with disabilities, <clears throat> and it's great to see that people are uh, taking on jobs, being a part of an employment opportunity. Uh, before the ABLE program, those funds, uh, those funds were not able to be saved or uh, put aside that wouldn't count against other services, as you said. But now someone takes a job there, they're able to open up this account, put the funds, put their own funds into a savings account and have a debit card or a credit card and be able to spend those. Yes, that. Sure. And you know, I'm glad <coughs> you brought up employment because ABLE is set up so that the maximum contribution is $15,000 a year. But when people work, there are some built-in incentives. Yeah. So if people work, they can put in even extra uh, over that. Um, they can put it this year up to $27,140. So it's an extra 12000 plus if they work that they can set aside. And uh, they can also take advantage of a saver's credit. So when they file their income tax 
uh, form at the end of the year, if they put money into an ABLE account from their earnings, they can take up to a $2,000 tax credit. So there's a couple incentives built into ABLE to allow them to save more and to get tax credits as well. So um, again, the program is, is set up to help those who don't have jobs as well, but for those who do, there's extra uh, extra incentives that are built in, and we and we sort of talked around. We're, we're sort of talked around the employment uh, mm -hmm. uh, topic, but uh, what about other sources of, of income? Let's say you know, um, you know, and and grandparents asked this. I want to sure. give. I want to give. Uh, I want to give my grandchild a, a birthday present. Would that be able to be put into this it account? It would. It would. You know, able accounts are owned by the person with the disability, so it is in their name. They're the account owner and the beneficiary. But anybody can contribute. We even have something called U-Gift. So we've set that up as part of the structure of the program. And U-Gift allows the person who has the account to share a code with loved ones, with friends. And anybody can make a contribution. They use that code. And it could be like a, a gift certificate that they provide, you know, at Christmas time or birthdays or at really any time. And that money would go directly into the account. In fact, we have payroll deduction, and the person with a disability who owns the account can use that. So a part of their paycheck could go into ABLE, but their loved ones and family members could do that too, so they can have payroll deduction set up. We've got a form on our website so that those funds can go directly into that person's ABLE And, and that's really, you know, we, employment is, is important. And that's it certainly is. significant too because, uh, you know, when we talk about people being treated equally, I have a daughter, I have a son. You know, my, my, my parents always uh, do birthday gifts. They, they want to make sure they're treating treating them both equally. This really opens up another opportunity to be able to, uh, to do that, uh, which leads me to the next question. My son, uh, well, how old do you have to be? Uh, my son's 17. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have someone that's, uh, you know, a child, how old do you have to be to actually participate in this? Well, if in your son's case or anybody who's a minor, uh, the parent typically is opening the account for the child. But once your son is 18, he would be able to take over that account himself. But we know that sometimes there are people whose disability prevents them from yeah. handling finances themselves. And if that's the case, even when they're adults, if the, uh, the parent or if there's a legal guardian or someone with power of attorney status, then they would be what we call an authorized individual who would interact on that account. So and that, that was going to be my next question, if there's a guardianship, because many times there is a guardianship there situation uh, where you know the, the, the individual is 18 and uh, you have a situation where they're not able to make those decisions and a guard, right. guardian would make those decisions for them. Um, uh, so that's great that you answered that question as well. Uh, so again, for people to learn more about this, they can visit the website. Uh, they can uh, ask questions. Uh, it doesn't take that long to, uh, to actually get involved or, or get, get into the program and get processed. That's correct. And we have a toll-free number because we know that people, and many people are calling the toll-free number many times. We're getting thousands of calls on that, on that toll-free number. And the number is one 855 5 able And we have that hotline available from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on weekdays. Yeah. So we want everyone to feel free to call that number to ask any individual questions that they have and call as often as they'd like to, as long as as often as they need to. Yeah, so. and, and if, you, if you have some question of whether or not you're qualified, <laughs> just make the call sure. and it's, it's worth it to find sure. out the information. Or if you have, you know, you're applying and you have questions or you're wondering about benefits and how it works with ABLE. Any yeah. questions at all? Uh, and now uh, we mentioned uh, disability-related expenses. Uh, that's something we should talk about. So sure. now you're able to make withdrawals. You're able to uh, <laughs> have a, uh, a checkbook or a, a debit card. Uh, what are the types of expenses that you can use this account for? Well, um, what we call them, and it's, this program has been established by IRS Code 529A, 
And uh, the, the large description, the wider description is that qualified disability expenses are any expenses that are incurred as a result of living with a disability and are intended to improve the quality of life. Uh, on our website, we, we have the list, and it's a pretty wide list. Mm -hmm. Education, health and wellness, housing, transportation, financial management, um, employment training and support. There's so, so many things that fall into that. So we, we, we tell people to think about those things that improve the quality of life and are related to living with a disability. But we do have the information about those, uh, the list. Many things fall under those categories. Uh, so, uh, you know, certainly people should hold on to their documentation, but that is the general guidance. And it seems like it's it's pretty flexible, uh, but, uh, you know, the main thing is that it gives people opportunity to be able to sort of achieve, you know, get, work towards their own independence. And I think that's what's important about it is. this. It is. Uh, the, you mentioned, so there's a limit, so you can put so much per year, uh, but th there's also a maximum. There so is. once you reach the maximum, uh, that maximum right now, uh, I believe it's a hundred thousand. That's correct. So That's correct. that uh, and and we should also mention this is not the only state that has a program like no, this. No, no. The ABLE is set up so that um, there was federal uh, legislation that uh, enacted ABLE on a broad sense, but that federal legislation also really allowed states to open their own ABLE yeah. programs. So New York's is now one of about forty-two programs nationwide. Uh, and we serve the residents of, of New York State. But um, as you mentioned, the maximum on our accounts currently is 100000 So when we talk about that $27,000 plus max per year, um, that um, is something that, that could be reached in a few years, well, a few years in the future. But we appreciate your uh, sponsorship of of, uh, of legislation that could change that, and you can certainly. Well, yeah, that. I think I think we need to talk about uh, leg Well, we just we just it just recently passed uh, Legislative uh, Disabilities Awareness Day. We had a package of bills in the state assembly, uh, and there was a number of bills aimed at improving quality of life uh, for those with disabilities, making sure they're treated fairly and equally uh, in a number of different categories. Among them, among them was a bill, of course, I was proud to be a sponsor of. Uh, was a bill that actually increased uh, the maximum amount for the NY ABLE program. Now, the NY ABLE program is a few a few years old, right? It's a, it's been a little over a year and a half since it debuted here in New York. So, and and I know enrollment has been increasing. It has been, uh, and part of it is getting the word out, and that's why I wanted to have exactly. you on this podcast. Yes. Uh, is if uh, you'd be surprised how many people don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hopefully, people listening to this will at least inquire and see if they uh, is something that can be helpful to their family or their loved ones. Uh, but part of that is trying to get this program in line with some of the other states and. Uh, uh, you know, some of the other surrounding states have higher limits. They do. <clears throat> so what this bill does, what this bill will do, it's on its way to the Senate now, or mm -hmm. I think it's been delivered to the Senate, and hopefully it will pass, is increase that number, but it puts it in line with the, the 529 College Savings Program. Let's talk about that. Sure. Well, currently, uh, the 529 College Savings Program, you know, we can we reassess that to look at college costs. But certainly when we talk about ABLE and we talk about those long-term needs, uh, in the long term, people could be using their ABLE accounts to save for retirement. So um, the current maximum on our 529 college savings account is 520000 And what we've done is we've, um, we've uh, in supporting this legislation or moving it forward, uh, we've asked that the ABLE program be tied to that maximum. So um, that would bring the program up this year to 520. 
And it, and it also makes it a little more flexible so that we don't have to keep uh, changing these limits, that it just sort of adjusts itself as time goes on. Exactly. Uh, so it's uh, it's a it's a, it's an important bill, and I, I'm glad to see that it, it did move through the assembly this year. And I, I'm confident it's going to be uh, something that uh, will receive full support uh, going forward. And I'm hope to, hoping to see that uh, become a reality for people. Uh, the main thing here, I guess, we want to make sure that people know that they can ask questions. Uh, so uh, I, I, let's put out that number again in the website. Okay. Uh, and the number, go ahead, you can give that out. The phone number is one eight five five. 5NYABLE, A-B-L-E, and that's Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and the website is mynyable.org. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, people can also, uh, if for whatever reason they want to they talk to my office, they can call my office or visit my website, nyassembly.gov, or uh, give us a call at the office. Uh, we're happy to assist people through this process. It's not a very complicated process. It's more of just determining if you qualify, uh, but it's something certainly lo worth looking into if you have a, a family member or a loved one uh, that is disabled, or maybe you know of somebody uh, that may uh, benefit from this program. Uh, the program uh, at this point, I think, is underutilized I think we we do we are trying to increase uh, enrollment and uh, you know the reason we had that event here at Proctor's is because uh, a lot of people didn't know about it and a lot of people showed up to learn about it and I think they, they ended up signing up at the end of the event they did yeah. uh, so it's wonderful and you 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 were there at the and uh, uh, our legislative Disabilities we were, Awareness we Day. Were, our team was there. Your mm -hmm. team was here. Your team is here in the studio. I'm yes. happy to see them uh, joining you. Uh, and also for my Autism Action Day that I had at the Capitol, it was great to see that uh, uh, you were there signing up people as well. And I think you had some people that enrolled as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, spread the word. I'll let people know. It's the NY ABLE program is the name of the name of the program, and it really opens up a lot of opportunities, helping people uh, work their way towards independence, which is. Well, Part of a, a larger picture of what we're trying to do here in New York State, uh, you know, my, my autism action bills, certainly this is one of them that I've incorporated that uh, works with the autism ID card, uh, the employment opportunities, a number of other initiatives. I think this is, goes right in line, and it's very important that we take these steps. And I think years ago, when things like this didn't exist, uh, there was very limited opportunity. So I, I think game changer is the, the right word that you mentioned earlier. This really does change things, uh, and I hope this bill uh, that passes that, that passed the assembly will, uh, will uh, increase that limit and help people uh, take advantage of this program even further. Uh, so I want to thank you for, uh, for being on the podcast, uh, and uh, I want to certainly want to thank the Comptroller and the Comptroller's office and all of uh, his wonderful staff that's always been so willing to help my constituents with programs like this uh, and make them available as much as possible. Um, so I want to thank you for being here. We look, we look forward to having a, our next event. That's great. So I know 529 days already passed, uh, but we yeah, could yeah. probably set up something uh, at there some point. There will be more 529 days, and we were happy yeah. to have on any day. So. so maybe later this year or, or uh, whenever the case may be, we'll, we'll try and uh, uh, set up something else where people can maybe uh, sign up uh, on, uh, online. That's the other question I think we should ask. Can people do this online, or do they have to show up in person? No, they can do it online. Most people do. Uh, they do uh, apply online, uh, and they can also draw down a form if that's what they prefer to do but about 90 percent of our participants sign up online and that makes it that makes it even more convenient uh, and I know a lot of this information is on the website while you're doing it you can actually uh, yeah. download or read a lot of the information uh, so thank you to you and thank well, you to and the if I could thank you I, I thank you for supporting the the uh, legislation but you know you mentioned getting the word out and, and the work that you do on behalf of the disability community and and, and those who have 
autism is just so notable and we, we appreciate everything that you do to support our program and, and to support the effort in general. Thank you. Great to have you on the podcast. Join us again here on the Autism Action Update. We're going to be talking about uh, more uh, programs like this and more issues uh, related to those affected by disabilities uh, and a number of other programs that uh, may be helpful uh, to you or your loved ones. Uh, signing off for now. We'll see you on the next podcast.